guys, let's go ahead and get started. Let's get started, you guys. All right, um, we're gonna go ahead and start. All right, um, well, first off, how, how is it going so far? How are you guys enjoying it? Enjoying it's good, all right. All right, well, uh, today, well, first off, my name is Jason, Jason Hunt. And uh, on the first session, we was talking about, um, which is called your call to influence. And today we're gonna call, we're gonna talk about understanding your influence. So it's, it's, it's the same story, but the thing is there's different things within this, sto- this story that we're gonna talk about. And I'm gonna sh- uh, begin to discuss. But if you want to, and I'll try to make it available for, um, for the church here and with the leaders here, that uh, it's, it is recorded. And, for our ministry, we put it up online for our ministry. It's called Firearm Ministries. That's what we do. We always put out resources all the time where uh, people can, you know, grow from their spiritual enrichment and things like that. And um, so this this is a, is another session from what we talked about for the last week. But um, but let me just, let me just get right into it. first off uh, my background and where I came from and 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 the things that God has brought me through was. Uh, I came from a lifestyle of uh, drugs, uh, alcohol, and a whole lot of like street activity and things like that. And God supernaturally saved me at 19. And um, to be honest with you, I did not think that I would live to the age of past 25 because of the lifestyle I was living. And I really didn't care at all because uh, the way I thought and my mindset was, was like this, that whatever I put my mind to, I'm going 110% for it. You know, and even to this very damn the same way. And it just happened to be toward the wrong things. And when I had a supernatural encounter with Jesus, uh, I was alone in my house one day. And I asked the Lord, you know, if he was real because I didn't believe the Bible. I thought Jesus Christ was a whole bunch of stories, you know, and stuff like that. And I asked the Lord, I said, all right, I'm going through all these situations in my life, all these crazy things in my life. And I don't believe in this Jesus that the church and people talk about. And I said... All right, so if he said that he rose again on the third day, he should have a problem with me asking him if, he was, if he's real. He's not intimidated. He shouldn't be intimidated by me. That's how I thought. And because um, and, he's God, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um, I asked him if he was real. And right then and there, something supernatural happened to me. Uh, I know now it was the Holy Spirit, but at that moment when this happened to me, I never felt this way in my whole life. I just felt so much joy, peace, and love, and I could not stop laughing. I mean, I couldn't even explain it. I've been, you know, drunk, high, and experienced a whole lot of crazy things and parties and all that, and I never felt that way in my whole life. And ever since that experience that I had with the Holy Spirit in my room, um, my whole life has changed. Cursing, lying, cheating, doing all the crazy things I used to do. I haven't done that in over 10 years. And I tell my story, you know, I've spoken to groups like this many different times, you know, and I tell my story everywhere I go. And I let people know that that's not just was something because I'm special. Of course I'm special, but that's, God is not a God of favoritism. The same thing he'll do for one, he can do for another. And... And the crazy thing is, a lot of us, because of the things that we're dealing with in the, in the media, the TV, and especially what's going on in, in, in our, in, you know, your generation, 
some of the things that I even been through, it's like it's it's really has gotten just worse. So I think that you being here is just preparation for the things that God is going to do in your life. Because just look at someone next next to you and tell them God wants to use you. God wants to use you. But tell them you got to understand your influence. <laughs> All right, and that's what we're going to talk about. Understand your level of influence. If you don't know yet, I got news for you. God wants to use you. Right where you are, your personality, how you are, exactly where you are in your life, even as a young age, God wants to use you. And since this is all, you know, a lot of you guys who are young, guess what? God, there's stories in the Bible where God had used even kids. If you, when you get a chance to read, you can read about Samuel. He was a young, he was a young guy. And God ended up using him at a young age in his life to give a word to, to his, uh, his mentor. His name was Eli. He was a priest. And God used him to give him not just any word, but that word that God had him give him actually caused not only uh, uh, his mentor to be his life to be affected, but also his children end up losing their lives from a word that a child gave to his mentor. So what does that show you? That God wants to use you just like how you did Samuel. This, I believe there's future Samuels in here. I believe there's future David's in here. David, King David, you guys heard of him, right? Mm -hmm. King David, guess what? He was a teenager when he started, uh, 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 really started moving the things of God. And when he slayed the giant, they saw him like a boy. So that shows you he was a young man that killed this big old nine feet plus tall warrior. This guy was a warrior. When you heard about Goliath, he was a warrior. Meaning that he, thousands of people feared him, you know? And David took him down off something that you never, what was considered sticks and stones. That's how he killed him, with one stone. Stuck into his head, you can read that story. But I wanted to talk about that, that if God can do that with them, what do you think he wants to do with you? And so he needs you. So let's get right into it. Here's what it says, right? I wrote this down. With great influence comes great trial. You guys know what a trial is? A trial, right? What is a trial? It's like, like a hardship, like testing you to see how you react to a certain mm-hmm. event Yeah, she says it's like a test, right? Or it's like a hardship, right? So with great influence comes great trial. And we're going to read about, in Genesis 39, we're going to read about Joseph. And I want to show you something how what Joseph went through in his life how it's even relevant to what's going on in your life even right now. So go right, go ahead. You can bring your chair over. All right, she's going to bring it. Give her a hand, you guys. Give her a hand. Give her a hand. You can bring your chair over. All right, all right. So I'll be reading, like you said, from Genesis 39, and my translation is New King James. So start off at verse 1. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. Now let me tell you what's going on. Joseph, he a young dude, right? He got influence on him. He had so much influence. When you read the story for yourself, he had so much influence. His daddy even got him a coat. It was a coat of many colors, meaning that 
It was, how many of you guys ever seen um, either Gucci or Louis Vuitton outfits, right? Yeah. Right? They look banging, right? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? That's similar to what Joseph had at that time that he lived. And his brothers were jealous of him because of that. His brothers were jealous of him. I mean, they can see the hand of God on this young man's life. But what happened was his brothers betrayed him, sold him to a whole group, to, to this other group who were slave traders. And they in turn sold him in, uh, to Egypt for little to nothing, just a piece, pieces of silver, right? So he went through all that. And here it is saying that the Lord is with him. In a foreign country, in a country that he's not even, he, he, don't, he don't even know their language, nothing like that, but God is with him. So that showed you that how is it that Joseph was able to survive even in that type of atmosphere, even with not knowing the language, even with uh, being in strangers' home? What, what took place in Joseph's life that caused him to survive in that type of atmosphere? Everybody say influence. There was influence on his life. Meaning that, meaning that the way God gifted him and how God, uh, uh, even his personality and how he carried himself and, and, and the hand of God on his life, because of the hand of God on his life, it caused other people who did not even know God to take notice of him. And, some, and, and why do I name this situation, why I hit it so hard? Because some of us, you got that happen to you right now. I guarantee you there are people around your life right now that... They come to you with their problems, or, 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 or uh, when it comes to a group that you're a part of, they, they, this person, certain people always want to hang around with you. Or you'll find that you may be gifted, and, and, and when it comes to your gift, people around your life say that, man, you, you know, you're real gifted, like how did you do that? All these type of things. You don't realize that God's hand is on your life. So that's what this is talking about. Even, even some of us, you got, so, so even as God's hand is on your life, what is God trying to show you? That you have influence on your life. There's influence on your life. You can affect people. You can literally affect people around you. So read on. Let's see what else happened. Mm-hmm. So picking it back up at verse 4. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had, he put under his authority. So, so... So this happened, you know what Egypt means in Hebrew? You know like the word Egypt? Some of you guys may not know this. In Hebrew, the word Egypt actually means this. It means place of bondage and sin. So you look at our world today, right? You see sin around, right? A lot of times God will use in the Bible Egypt um, spiritually to describe the world. That's what he does. So when you put it, so when you read this story, what is God saying for our time and our generation and your generation? He's saying that, see, you're, see, you may be in this world and you notice like Joseph, your influence. But then you notice that even as, even as that you have influence, but God wants to, those people around you that you have influence over, just like Joseph and Potiphar, God wants you to, to, to use the, your influence in a way that leads people to him. This was an unbeliever. He did not believe in Joseph's God. So how is it that he's like, oh man, you know, every time I put stuff in Joseph's hand, he calls it to just multiply and take off and be successful. What's going on? Joseph, his influence began to reach the unsaved. I mean, I'll get it. 
So, so the people around our lives, the people around your life, you have power now. You got influence. But how do you use that influence? Let's read on. Let's go deeper. Go ahead. So so it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. What? Joseph was what? Handsome in form. Say it again. Say it again. Joseph, <laughs> now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. He was he, he, so he wasn't a bad looking brother In other words The females were chasing him <laughs> You know what I'm saying So let's put it in just today's terminology You know what I'm saying So, so But you would think Why would God put that in the scripture See here's the thing Here's what I want you to see See so Let's, let's make it simple Like how You know how we experience How many, how many of y'all ever seen people um, Say in your school or whatnot, All the girls like Be chasing this guy Or all the the guys be chasing um, this girl. How many of y'all seen that before? Y'all seen that before, right? So, so, so you see, you see those type of situations, right? So, the Bible, the Bible put that in there for a reason to show you something. I wanna, I wanna read, uh, 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 I wanna read something, and, and I, I wanna show you guys this. It says, "Great favor began to come, right, um, as the world recognizes the destiny." That was on Joseph. And even as we as children of God, right? In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, it talks about being not unequally yoked with unbelievers. Meaning that when meaning that if when you don't recognize your influence and when you can't really see that God's hand is on your life, you know what will begin to happen to you? You'll start to, instead of influencing the environment, the environment will start influencing you. In other words, you notice, for example, oh man, he used to go to church. She used to go to church. They used to talk about God all the time. Now they talking about future. Now they talking about Nicki Minaj. Now they talking about all the things that you know is against God's word. What's taking place? That person who was once like a like a Joseph, because they didn't understand their influence, now they now their environment is influencing them, and that's what will happen to you. Slowly but surely, if you don't, if you're not careful, and you don't understand your your level of influence and who you are, the same environments that God that, that that God hates will start influencing you, and you'll start becoming a part of those environments. It happens all the time. How many of you guys ever seen uh, fifteen year olds pregnant? You ever seen your? What about uh, um, thirteen uh, thirteen all the way to uh, eighteen years old using drugs and all that? I guarantee you, some of them came out of the church. Some of them came out of the house of God. Some of them, they know about Jesus. They know about the Bible. But what happened with them? They, they didn't understand what we're talking about today. They didn't understand that they were called to influence and not be influenced by. So let's go a little bit deeper. So Joseph, he a fine brother, right? What happened, what happened to Joseph? Let's see what happened. Read that again about Joseph. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph. He, she cast what? Longing. So, so in other words, she cast longing eyes. So let me, let me see if I can use something. In other words, she seen this little snake right here and then cast longing eyes and was like, Oh, I got to have this. I got I to gotta 
snatches from this brother. Or she probably seen you, she probably seen this phone was like, oh man, I, I, I gotta get this. I got the same way I just I just uh showed is the same way she cast her eyes on Joseph. In other words, she had to have that brother. And let me show you how I know that she had to have him. Go ahead. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph, and she said, Lie with me. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, wait, go ahead. <laughs> no, no. What? She said, What? Lie with me. Say it out loud. What she said? Lie with me. She didn't say, Just sleep with me. She said, You know what I'm saying? In other words, in other words, she ain't, she ain't saying like, you know, oh man, you know, you know, oh boy, you high, I gotta get with you. Mm-hmm, girl, come see the bus. She ain't do none of that. She said, oh my gosh, you lie with me. You know? So in other words, in other words, she was so overcome by the influence on him and, and also how he looked physically that she 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 had to. I mean that was a that was a strong passionate desire she had. But what what else did she do? She didn't just do that. Let me show you what else she did. Go ahead. Yeah. So starting at verse eight, but he refused and said to his master's wife, "Look, my master does not know what is what is with me in the house, and he has committed all that he has to my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from from me but you, because you are his wife." How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? So he said, look at here, Heffa. Let me talk to you about something. All right, some of y'all know what happened. He said, look, look, look at here, look at here. Let me just break it down. He, he said, look at here, look at here, look at here. All that's in the master's house, you know, I, I can touch. But you, I can't touch because you his wife. And not only because you his wife, but also that if, if, if I do touch you, if I do touch you, it will cause God to have a problem with me. And that's, and see, because the thing is, see, Joseph realized that the influence was, that was on his life, it didn't come from him. It came from God. That God gifted him. God put, God put this type of, that, 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 that influence, that gift on his, that, those gifts on his life. And he recognized that. So why would he use his gifts of an influence to get what he wants, which he knows is sin against God because he knows God would deal with it. See, it happens today. I'll give you a perfect example. Have you guys ever seen people who, um, who uh, like they, they could sing uh, real, real, real good and, and they go, like say for example on some awards, they always say, uh, uh, you know, I would like to thank the Lord for this awesome award. You ever seen that before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But they say that, but at the same time, they say, they say uh, love me up and, 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 and do all this stuff, you know, that, 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 that is against God's word. But yet, at the same time, they're like, yes, Jesus, I would like to thank you. It doesn't make any sense. How many of you guys have seen that before, right? In other words, how is it that you can talk about God like this, but at the same time, you promoting everything God hates? What took place? Because where Joseph passed the test, they failed. These individuals failed. How many, how many stories have you heard of people who knew about God and they went into those arenas? They used their influence because they wanted money. But the money they received, when you look at their lives now, their lives look crazy. You see divorce, drug addiction, 
uh, uh, relationships not falling apart. All these different types of things. Why, why is that? Because, you, because where Joseph passed the test, they failed. Let me tell you something. When you're a person of influence, don't be surprised. The devil not going to be far from you. He not. And I got news for you as young people. Guess what? The devil, he not far from you either. Where, so you're like, all right, all right, Jason, I hear you, but where is the devil? The devil is in those things that you know that's against God, but you got those, you see those strong desires in you saying, get it. And it even happens in young people. How many stories have you heard of young men or young ladies doing something they know they ain't got no business doing, but they still do it anyway and they get in trouble later? In other words, she knows she shouldn't be sneaking out the um, house at no three o'clock in the morning, going go, go and get some bon bonbons at Junebug House. <laughs> or some ice cream or whatever. In other words, she knows she should not be sneaking out the house, enjoying a movie with whatever his name is, with some ice cream. But because that's her boyfriend and she don't want her parents to know and she just want to hang around with him. She knows she shouldn't be doing that, but yet she's putting herself in compromising yeah. situation with temptation. Knowing it's against the word of God. See, she thinks nobody else sees that. But let, let me tell you something. God sees. Do you know God? And I, I tell you, I've seen it all the time. Do you know God, even though nobody else sees you, do you know God will... On purpose, expose you to people that you align with. Yeah, you know that. Some of us don't know that. In other words, if Joseph would have did this and nobody else would have knew, God would have created a situation so He'll make sure people know. He would have made sure that 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 you telling me Joseph that after all this influence on your life and you instead of being an influencer and. And, and changing lives that you allowed your influence to I mean you allowed your influence to just be used so you can benefit from it God say no and that's what happens today so so Joseph after you said that to her what happened first ten. so it was as she spoke to Joseph day by day that he did not heed her heed her like listen to her to lie with her or to be with her so you telling me day by day she ain't stopped you this girl wanted that, bro. <laughs> she didn't stop. She said, she said, no, you're not going to just reject me once. I'm going to keep coming. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> That's funny. Go ahead. But it happened about this time when Joseph went into the house to do his work, and none of the men of the house was inside. So everybody gone. He going to do his work, right? Go ahead. And she caught him by his garment, saying, lie with me. So she caught him by the garment. Let me show you how this looks. <laughs> Just crazy. She said, oh, no. In other words, you probably had this happen. You know when you tell someone, hey, you know, no. I do not want to be with you. I am not attracted to you. Or whatever, right? But, but, or, or you say, you know what, hey. Hey, you know, I understand you like me and all, but I don't see you like that. And they just keep coming at you. They keep coming. They keep coming to get. That's what happened. It got to the point where Joseph, where he, this, this what happened. He was in, he was in, in the dude's doing his job like he normally do, and she comes and say, "Oh, now, brother, you gone now with me, brother." That's in her hand and fled and ran outside. And so it was when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and fled outside that she called to the men of her house and spoke to them, saying. 
See, he has brought into us a Hebrew to mock us. He came into me to lie with me, and I cried out with a loud voice. And it happened, when he heard that I lifted, lifted my voice and cried out, that he left his garment with me and fled and went outside. Say it ain't so. The heifer don't lie. <laughs> Many, oh, oh, she, she just lied on me. That's all. A straight, bold-faced lie. And you're like, dang, but that's messed up what happened to Joseph because all Joseph did was, you know, all he was trying to do was just obey God. He just wanted to do the right thing. But she here lying on him. Do you know that when you stand for what's right in your heart, do you know that sometimes people will lie on you to try to destroy you? Even as a young person. In other words, you tell someone... Or, 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 or you do something that you know is right. You're like, yes, thank you, Lord. You know, I did something right in the eyes of God. Hallelujah, Jesus, right? Or whatever, right? So, so you do something right. But here it is. Now these people are trying to get me fired. Now these people dirty in my name. Or now this individual, they, 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 they literally are making my life a living hell because I want to obey God. See, there's a cost when you, when, when you make a decision to obey God. When you recognize your influence and when you recognize your level of influence, in other words, God has a great call and a great purpose on your life. That, that, when tri that trials will come because of the decision you made to obey God. And because the devil don't like that. The, let me tell you something. And I was, I've I, I, I touched on this before. When the, the devil don't come like with just horns on his head. He really don't come like that. The devil comes usually in situations. It could be friendships. He can use people. It could be a relationship. How many of y'all have seen people who have left God because of a relationship? Seen that before, right? In other words, they say, you know what? I can't. I will not let go of sex before marriage um, because I, I, I love what I'm doing and I reject, I, I reject God. See, that's how the devil comes. So there are some people, they, they, they make a decision in their lives to be totally separated from God for a man, for money. Don't take my word for it. Read Matthew chapter 4 when you get a chance. And look what the devil offered Jesus. This is what the devil said to Jesus. All, he, showed, he, he showed him all the kingdoms of the world. He showed him, he, in modern day terminology, he, terminology, he showed them the Bentleys, the cars, the Ferraris, the, all the gold you can ever see, all the, the $100 bills making it rain. He, he said, hey, hey, come over here. He, and he showed them all that. And he said, if you would just fall down and worship me, I'll give you all this. That's what the devil did to Jesus. So if he did that to Jesus, who do we think we are? In other words, what makes us think that the enemy would not come to us and try you. He said, oh yeah, I see you lifting your hands. Or I see you saying that you're a Christian. But, Lord, let, he going to God and saying, okay, Lord, let, let me test them. Let me, like Job, let, let me go and, 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 and bring something along their lives that they really want. And I'll show you that they'll, instead of using their influence to influence others, that they'll allow the environment to influence them. So, so go ahead, we, we don't. So picking up at verse 16. So she kept this garment with her until his master came home. Then she spoke to him with words like these, saying, The Hebrew servant whom you brought to us came in to me to mock me. So it happened, as I lifted my voice and cried out, that he left his garment with me and fled outside. 
So it was, when his master heard the words which his wife spoke to him, saying, Your servant did to me after this manner, that his anger was aroused. Then Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined. Man. So he got thrown in the prison. He probably sitting in the prison like, man, this chick, man. I in this situation. I mean, I mean, I mean, Lord, I'm obeying you, God. You see this chick, God. I mean, Lord, that's that's what happened to him. So he in prison for something that he didn't. Not only did he get loud, but he in prison for something he didn't do. And let me tell you something. At that time, he wasn't just sent to no regular prison. It ain't like how we have today. They, you know how we have just. In these prisons today that they have, uh, well, you know, they'll give you food and all that stuff. They give you certain rights. It wasn't like that. When you were sent to, to the king's prison, oh, they're going to they gonna make sure you, you, your life, you'll wish you were dead. That's how bad it was. You'll wish you were, and that's when he was sent. He was sent there. But what happened when he was in prison? All right, so take it back up. Um, place where the king's prisons were confined, and he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph. But the what? But the Lord was with Joseph. But the Lord was with Joseph. And that's a whole big deal. So you telling me the same, the same Lord that was with him in Potiphar's house followed him to a place he did not want to be? You know what that means? That means even while you obey God and you make a decision and people will try to destroy you because of the decision that you made, God will be with you in the fire. In other words, God will still be with you even when they try to act. Oh, don't hang with her. Oh, don't hang with him because they on that Jesus stuff. You know, you know, oh, they, they ain't no fun or whatever. Even in the midst of that time when you feel alone, God will be with you. So, but what happened when he was in um, prison? So the Lord was with him in what? And he showed him mercy. And he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it possible. So the same favor, here it is, he in prison now. This, he, and, and the influence is so great on his life that this would happen. The manager of the prison, he said, dang, it's so, out of all the prisoners in here, like, there's something different about that brother. Like, it's, so, it's so, something about him. And he just watched him. And then he watched how he responded. And he said that, you know what, let me give him some, let me give him some prisoners to manage. Oh man, he, 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 he turned, he, the prisoners even listened to him. Oh, let me give him some, some other stuff to manage. To the point where he gave, this guy gave Joseph the, literally the whole prison to manage. In, think about this, in a foreign land. In a land that he, he didn't grow he didn't, Joseph didn't grow up in um, Egypt. He didn't grow up in Egypt. He's a slave. He's, he's, in other words, he was in the bottom of the bottom of the hood. You know, like you know that song, Start from the Bottom of You. Y'all remember that old song, right? <laughs> well, 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 Joseph was beyond the bottom. He, when you were Hebrew in Egypt, you were worse than the bottom. You was, you was worse than the dirt. They treated the dirt better than you. At least they used it to build some, you know, the pyramids. You know what I'm saying? But, but, but the thing is, Joseph went from all the way from there to now he managing the whole prison. So what does that show you? Even in the worst place of your life where you feel isolated, God will not only be with you, but he'll teach you lessons in what people consider a prison. My God. And I feel the power of God on, on, on that so strong. See, see, 
You may feel isolated. And I felt that too. See, in the times where I felt isolated, in the times when I felt like, uh, you know, Lord, I'm making a decision to serve you. Or God, uh, you know, these people are talking about me and all that. Even in the midst of those situations, God taught me things in the fire. He taught me how to love. He taught me how to have forgiveness. He taught me how to look like him. He taught me things that, 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 that that the world is looking for. Or whatnot, when it comes to peace, love, and joy, God gave me them things, and, 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 and as I got closer to him, he showed me those things in the midst of that trial, slash the fire. And everybody, it seems like people, they run from that though. They run from that. Even in the church, oh, don't talk about me, or oh, oh, you ain't going to try me in all that situation, or oh, 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 no, who do, you think, who do you think you are, or oh, you, you, know, you know, yeah, I'm serving God, but you're going to know who I am. Even in the midst of those situations that people, they're responding, they're responding wrong. They're responding wrong. God doesn't want you to just respond like how the world responds. No. Show them something different. Show them the love of God. Show them the character of God. And in the midst of that fire, God will elevate you in the fire. Because that's what he did to Joseph. Joseph could have been bitter. I don't know about you, but I would have been bitter. I would have been angry. But in the midst of those situations, what did Joseph do? He still knew that the Lord was with him, and God elevated him even in the prison. And uh, that was the end of it? Yes, that was the end of it. Just read that last part one more time. Just that last verse. Sure. Um, so verse 23. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority, because the Lord was with him, and whatever he did, the Lord made it to prosper. The Lord made it to prosper. Let me... You got it. Thank you. And... The, you know the thing is why this story is so is so keen and why why this story was used because I don't just see this as a story. This is something that I lived. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about my story. When when um when I made the decision to uh, at nineteen to follow Jesus Christ and, and really let God have His way in my life, it was ten years I was celibate. Ten years, no sex, no type of sexual activity, nothing like that in my life in ten years, right? And uh, when, when I got married, and I got engaged, me and my wife, we were friends and whatnot, and we were friends for years, and then we, when we came together and we got engaged, we was engaged for two and a half years, and the first day we kissed was on our wedding day. And I came from a background of, mind you what I said, you know my background, drugs, streets, a whole lot of crazy things, I should not be here right, right now. One of the things, one of the things that... Um, stuck with me that always is a reminder to how I used to be was an experience I had with my cousin. Guess what he is today? Hmm? You got the last one. If you, go and t- if you go and try to take a look at him right now, he probably sprinkled out somewhere in the ocean somewhere. Because that's what they did him when he, um, you know, cremated. But the thing is, the last conversation I had with him, and he had a similar background that I did, was a month before he died, he had a cigarette in his mouth, and he said, Jay, I'm proud of you, and keep doing what you're doing. And a month later, boom, he's going for it. You know, and that's, that's see, what, got, what happened to him, that should have been me. And, 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 and so, when, from, for when I experienced that type of change, you know what I used to get? When I, uh, it was five years, when I was five years in, and I used to wear a ring, a vile purity ring, because... I used to have this situation to happen that when I used to tell my story or used to tell, you know, the type of uh, life I'm living, uh, it was professional women 
right? When I was uh, uh, when I was working the job or throughout life, they'll say, "Oh, so what? So what? You a punk? So you gay or something? What's wrong with you?" And that was shocking to me. To be wrong, I was like, "Boy, you know what I'm saying? Jesus must be real." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Boy, I ain't never got that in my whole life. You know what I'm saying? So, so I was really excited because I was like, boy, I'm changing it, you know what I'm saying? I was, I welcomed it, you know? But, but it was an amazing to me because they used to think something was wrong with me. And it, show, it showed me something that, see, and this is what God showed me. He said that, see, son, there's nothing wrong with you. It just reveals who they are. See, there was nothing wrong with what I was doing. All I was doing, I valued my body. I valued my life. I valued my goals and dreams and my future. I saw myself like a king and I was waiting for my queen. I, and even if you look today, you'll never find a queen with a thug. You'll never find a king with a prostitute. Why? Because he knows his influence and he knows who he is. And so because of that, see, it's not about who they were. It's, 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 I mean, it's, it, w- 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 when I would get those uh, uh, reactions, it wasn't, about, it wasn't about necessarily me. It was about it reveals who they were. That because they then see themselves like that. And to this very day, I've been married for four years. We just celebrated our fourth anniversary. And I tell my story to all different types of uh, young, um, young people that see if God did it for me, he could do it for you. You know, to this very day, and I get partners who used to know me and used to know how, how, how I wrote. To this very day, you know what they say? Some of them, they still live in dirt. And you know what they say to me? They say, Jay, I'm proud of you. Do your thing, bro. I had one brother. I had one brother. His name was, uh, he, he was out there on the street. Still to this very day, he out there on the street. And I, I asked him, man, what you doing? He said, bro, I'm out here. And if you don't know what that means, meaning that he, he, he terrorizing the streets right now. And you know what he told me? He said, bro, do your thing, man. Pray for people like me. Because I want to be like you. And he and he's selling dope. He, he terrorizing the streets right now. And he's telling me that. Because he knew how I used to be. So, from, so if God can do that for me, my God, if he can do it for me, what do you think God can do for you? So you being in here right now, it's no accident. I believe that even each and every young person, there's destiny, there's purpose on your life, but you may look at yourself, you don't look at your age because they got people around your age who died. Don't look at your don't 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 look at uh the fact that oh what can I do, God? Because they got people around your age that need to hear what you that what, what, what God has put in your heart, what God has put in your spirit, what God, the dreams that God has given you. They need to hear what God has taught you. Why? Because some of them, they may not make it through this year. Tomorrow ain't promise. How many of y'all know young people who died at 15? Raise your hand. I want to see your hands high. How many of y'all know young people that died at 13? What about uh, who died at uh, uh, 14? Raise your hand. I want to see you high. Just raise your hand high. So what does that show you? I, I asked the last group. They, they, they were every, it's like it was fully, and all of them seemed to raise their hand. And here it is. Death is touching the very age group that they hear in the word. That was here in the word. In other words, death is touching your generation. So if this is your friend that you see every day, how do you know that they may have next year? How do you, you are personal influence. You are a Joseph. You, you playing games, you talking to them, but you never told them about Jesus. But yet you hear the word every day. Guess what? That, you don't want that blood on your hands. You be the one 
to be the influencer in your environment. And watch how them same people will come to you. You know what I used to have happen? And I'm going to close. You know what I used to have happen? That, um, that uh, the very people who did not want to listen to you know, the change I made in my life were the very people when time went by, they came right back around again and say, Jay, man, show me what I need to do so I can get the results that's happening in your life. Because I was looking crazy at one point. You know, nobody wanted to, no, nobody wanted to uh, uh, really, really uh, 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 make that change until the consequences came, until the devil, I like to say, until the devil finished punking their life. It's, it's real cute when she got her boo. But as soon as her boo get her pregnant and she got to take care of that baby by herself, and her grandmother saying, you gonna rise up and get a job, even though you 16 years old, you gonna be responsible because I ain't taking care of your mistake for you. You gonna learn what it is to grow for it. It was all cute then when she was with her boo. But when the devil finished punking and making her look like a fool after saying Jesus went a mouth, now she pregnant, now the devil just sitting there laughing. So, so, what, am I, so what am I saying in a nutshell? In a nutshell that you have a level of influence. Use that influence in your life because God wants to use you right where you are at the age of where you at. You know, I'll tell you, and I'll tell you just a quick story about what happened with my son uh, because I have a, a, a stepson. He 15, he's 15 years old. And at 8 years old, God used to give him dreams. God used to talk to him. And still to this very day, he become, he become, he just came recently and asked my, asked, asked my wife, what's the word of the Lord? You know what I'm saying? And she was like, I ain't got no word for you. You know what I'm saying? Unless God talk to me about you, you know, but I ain't got no word for you. He's like, oh, you sure you ain't seen nothing? You know what I'm saying? Because God will always give us stuff, give us dreams about him and give him warnings. And he's seen it. Literally, I remember one time, I, 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 I tell you, I, this, is, this is true. He was lost, Right? He was literally lost. His grandmother didn't know where, he, uh, where to find him. He was lost. Supernaturally, he, he, he said, you know what, let me just go to this Dunkin' Donuts. He ended up getting lost, like, uh, or whatnot. But he said, he said, you know what, let me just go to this Dunkin' Donuts. He did not know that same moment that, uh, that he was, uh, because his, he was with his grandmother, that that same moment that he was lost, his grandmother was just going to Dunkin' Donuts to get some coffee. He didn't know it. And then, he, and, then she, and then she said, where where you come from? He said, you know, I was trying to look for you. And, and you know, I couldn't find you. And, you know, but someone just told me to come here. And supernatural. So what, what am I saying? Even at your age, when he was seven years old, six years old, God was giving him dreams about Jesus Christ returning. God was talking to him. Through, God would use him to even give me words. When he was a young kid. And to this, to this very day, God even is, is moving. So what am I trying to say? I'm trying to encourage you to tell you, don't think because of your age that you're, not, that you're too young to serve God. God wants to use you now. He wants to use you now, but who will answer the, who would answer the call? All right, so 